G, I put a thousand jumpers up. Word to Dapper J, I put a thousand jumpers up. When I'm ending off my day, I put a thousand jumpers up. gentlemen this is another edition of the thousand jumpers podcast i got my co-host bobby G, oh, back Rob. what how are we starting a podcast flagrant i don't know and me i didn't say that he did i didn't and me and drew dapper j and here we are man it's um it's a good day today you you good you feeling good i'm straight bro the achilles is improving as much as it can for right now. Yeah, it's on the mend. Can you put weight on it yet, or still no? Yeah, a little bit. All right, that's that's progress. I go to the um, physical therapy again tomorrow, and then I got to think to take my stitches out next week. And yeah, I think I can. I think I'm. I'm be progressing pretty good, bro. What's cracking? I respect that man. Um, so let's get to the NBA Finals. As we are recording today, Game Six is taking place. Rob thinks that we're going to see the point guard Chris Paul do his thing and force a Game Seven. The odds are stacked against him. One, he's playing on the road, which you're like okay, whatever. Two, most importantly, Scott Foster, Chris Paul's arch nemesis when it comes to referees in the NBA, is the head ref of this game. Does Chris Paul overcome this game? Now, remember, this comes out tomorrow morning. Like, it's just like, can you live with the consequences of being wrong? I'm, this is like when you when they used to have the little elections in the newspaper the day before. Oh yeah, like the Trump where Dewey's like, oh Dewey's president, he's just like, nah. That's one of the greatest photos of all time, by the way. Yeah, but guess what? This ain't gonna be the wrong prediction. The point, God, y'all forgot that there's only a few deities in the NBA, okay? And the point God has come to play tonight. What are what are the deities? Let's let's explain. Let's expound for the listeners. There's, there's, a, there's a, you know what I'm saying? There's, there's, there's a couple of them. LeBron James is one of them. We know that. You know what I'm saying? Come on, that's easy. Kevin Durant is one of them. So it's yeah, yeah, he's one of them. Steph. Is one of them. 
Steph is Steph is like Hercules. He half there, but he's not all the way there. He ain't no, that's huge, that's but... Clay in the third quarter. No, Clay is Clay's just <laughs> Clay is Hercules. Just... Clay is a guy. meteor. Like he's just a consistent meteor. <laughs> a consistent meteor. You know that's that's kind of impossible, right? But yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like that's he's impossible. Who we ever seen in the history of the NBA that's like Clay Thompson? Uh, I don't know because I've never seen a player the when third he gets hot. Option. When he gets hot, seven in a quarter, sixty on eleven dribbles. Is different, completely. So like, no. I said, Giannis is, Giannis is soon, soon what he is, and that's what's up. But we knew that. I knew that. Chris Paul. Did you know that? Well, actually, yeah, because once Shaq gave him the stamp. For those who don't know, Rob is a Shaq stand. So once he was like, he's the new me, Rob was like, I'm sold. I told him he was what he was, bro. Dominant. I said he was, if he wins the title, he's the best player in the league. That's what I said. And y'all tried to deny it. He's done, he's already checked all the boxes. If any other player would have done what he's done, y'all would give give him the crown. Now, I want to ask you this. Well, I'll let you expound on Chris Powell. Paul take and then we'll go back to Giannis. I have a I have a question that I want to ask you. Is, uh, Chris Paul knows what it is. He's thirty six. This is like this is gonna be. Remember Game Six, Spurs and the Heat, <clears throat> the first half with Tim Duncan had like twenty six points. Yes. And I was like, he had that look in his eye like. I'm not. We can't lose this game, bro. Like, we gotta I, end it I remember. He went against LeBron James, so the fortune was different. So one of them, <laughs> Middleton or Holiday, will fail tonight. Okay. I hope. If we're talking offensively, I hope I rather Drew fail than Middleton. If Middleton fails, this game is over. Drew doesn't need to go for 27 again. Middleton clink starts clinking early. The point guard will lead the Suns and will keep the foot on the gas. And then it's going to be game seven in Phoenix. And out of nowhere, you go from talking about all-time great Giannis Antetokounmpo. Where does he rank in the all-time list already? To, oh, man. I don't think he's favored to win this game. Chris Paul knows what's going on. And this is what you this is what you bring him on your team for. Leadership. We gonna Leadership. see man. We we definitely wanna see. So I wanna ask you about Giannis. Um Giannis is the first player in NBA Finals history to average thirty ten and five on over sixty percent shooting. The only other players who have averaged that, who's averaged those numbers, are Kareem in '74 with the Bucks, and LeBron's done it three times. That's it, right? <laughs> no, I mean, in Super LeBron. You understand how? No, for sure. Like LeBron that's that's the list. Oh, okay. That's the list. Giannis is 26 years old. Mm-hmm. He's on the verge of winning his first championship. He has two MVPs and a Defensive Player of the Year, and. 
and still I feel like he's not getting the respect from his peers. Do you think it's envy where they they just don't like Giannis and they think Chris Middleton is the better player for whatever reason? Okay, first of all, no. Probably anybody in their right mind who knows basketball thinks Chris Middleton is the better player. They might say he's the closer or whatever they say it is. And they try to dress up his position or whatever. That's cool. No one thinks he's the better player, hopefully. I think, I mean, it's similar to like... It's similar to the Shaq thing, right? Where it's like, before Shaq won any rings... People was finding every other reason to give the better player to anybody else in the league, right? This Shaq won ring, and it was undeniable. He was like, yo, this dominant force has finally translated into a ring. And then he won another one. And then another one. And then that ring, players was the same. You, you saw his contemporaries do what? Yeah, this is the most unstoppable force ever, bro. Like... It's another level, like, because you have to understand that once you win, you gotta bow down. So, I mean, I think this is this is is like, he gotta prove that his dominance means something. Because if it don't, ultimately, I mean, like, we've seen James Harden accumulate a major stats. You know what I'm saying? Correct. We've seen Russell Westbrook accumulate major stats. You know what I'm saying? We've seen Kevin Durant have amazing scoring outbursts, right? We've seen some crazy stuff, right? But if they're not translating the rings, then you go, oh, that's going to be the knock. Like, I mean, like, look, Chris Paul's got arguably flawless leadership. But what's the knock? You ain't never lead no team past the second round. And that is a now good player, but, you know, you said what's the any, knock? I, I told any you. Any real leader is a dirty player. <laughs> okay. What leader ain't a dirty player? I don't think Kobe was a dirty player. Kobe elbowed Mike Bibby in the nose. That wasn't him being a dirty player. It's just a foul. No, that was ridiculous. <laughs> Kobe was okay. And remember when um, <laughs> Derek Fisher did the ninja kick on the face? Yeah. Yeah, I do remember that. Bro, no. Stop it. Stop it. Kawhi isn't a dirty player. Tim Duncan is. Kawhi's not a leader. Kawhi's not a leader? No, he's a great player. He's not the leader. Shaq is a dirty player. How is Shaq a dirty player? Shaq's my favorite player. Shaq's thrown many guards to the ground. (laughs) Yeah, I don't want to get dunked on, so it's either you or me. (laughs) No, it's not a regular foul, fam. He's throwing some blistering fouls at people, okay? Yeah. And Tim Duncan, he was okay in those Bruce Bowen assassinations. <laughs> that blood's on his hand just as anybody else. <laughs> What's wrong with him? But, but yeah, no, I was like, but like, nah, Giannis, when that's your level of dominance, right, and that's your style of play, you gotta win. To, for it to be respected. Okay. Because, like I said, you see now everybody's talking about the bank. You know, got a bunch of moves. If you're able to do what he's doing, you have a bag. It's just not the bag that people want to see. Exactly. Like, it's like, yo, family, this dude had no moves. Like, 
There's been mad big strong dudes in the NBA, bro. Like Steven Adams is the strongest dude in the NBA. He's never averaging 30, 10, and 5 in any series ever. Exactly. Ever. <laughs> exactly. Like that shit like that, right? Like he's so, a clear definition yeah. of he's just he's strong, but he has no bag. And that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> Giannis, people people hate on Giannis and it's like, come on, dog, like this dude is really, really that guy, bro. Oh, it's amazing. He will lose this ring, though. This is not his time. Okay. This time. I, I predict in the last time I made a hot take, it was horrible for the finals. I saw Chris Paul with the WNBA shirt. I was like, oh, he dropping 30. Man, I was wrong. <laughs> I think that's <laughs> because people don't understand that most of Jarrell's predictions are horrible. <laughs> but they're they're either like it's scary accurate or it's horribly wrong. And he don't never he don't never broadcast his his shortcomings. I did. I, like, I was like yeah, update this week. This aged horribly. I said that. I was like, all right, I was wrong. But like when you get it right, I told you. Oh yeah. Destiny, the Lord. If I get it right, y'all, y'all go ahead. I think it's coming down to the wire, like the other game. Cause I don't want to blow out on either end. On either end, I once you start, cause in the finals, I'll say that there's room for like at least one or two blowout games. Hopefully, they're in the beginning of the series rather than the end. Um, I, I think we might see some spectacular. Giannis has had two back-to-back iconic plays, whether it's a block that, if he wins, goes down in history, and that alley-oop is going down in history just for the the audacity of it. It wasn't the greatest dunk of all time by no means, but it's like game on the line. You threw an alley to win the game under 24 in the finals? That that thin line between stupidity and brilliance is what we witness, and I, I think we get another one of those moments. No, bro, it's simple like this, okay, fam. That we ain't here for no close games tonight. What's gonna happen is the universe is gonna right the wrongs of Scott Foster, okay? This is gonna be like in the Bible, right? I don't mean to get sacrilegious, <laughs> but it's a story in the Bible where the, the guy trying to curse these people. But all he can do is speak blessings because, you know, that's what he was, that's what I guess God said he was going to do, right? So he just took that out. It's the same thing, bro. Scott Foster's here. He's here to make this. So are, are you saying world. it's this is more of divine intervention? Because think about it. The Suns were up. Wait, hear me out. The Suns were up 2-0. People were saying Suns in four. And I was like, all right, hold on. Game three. Scott Foster referees the game, and Giannis shows up wearing Air Force black Air Force Ones, and you saying that was too much mojo that was, for him yeah, to overcome. He, he dipped into that bag, into that so, bag. Right, I mean, we're you're you're a Nationals fan, we're both Capital fans. Are you saying this is the equivalent of like Scott Foster's the Dodgers or the Pittsburgh Penguins, where it's like, yo, he has to go through yeah. this? To win. If you want, if you want to achieve the ultimate goal, this is we. This is the fire that you got to walk through. We had to beat the Dodgers. We had to beat the Penguins. This is time, Scott Foster. No weapon. You. He don't even understand that he don't got a say in this. 
that's what's that that's one of them things he's just we just gotta claim it. We're just claiming it. I'll I'll say this. If for me, Chris Paul definitely needs to have an amazing game, but Devin Booker can't go for forty again. Cam Johnson, um, Aiden, and Jay Crowder need to all have like fifteen or twenty. If they're getting more touches, they win. When Book is going crazy, as beautiful as it is, then you know, like, then Drew strapping Chris. And they affected the Yeah, I do. I don't be enticed looking at the looking at Booker score the ball. I'd be like, damn, another two pointer. <laughs> I mean, this mid range game is crazy. And again, if you could drop seventy points, I was like, all right, yeah, this this dude game is amazing. Like, he's a scorer, he's scoring every level. It's when he's getting in motion, it's like, yo, he is cooking these dudes. Bro, he needs to he needs to just start coming off of screens and hitting three pointers, yo. He needs to hit shoot more three pointers and get more fouls. But tonight he don't get about thirty. Maybe he can get about twenty eight to thirty two in that range. That's fine. He just can't go if he's going for forty, that means Chris is out of it and the whole team's out of it. Chris Paul is getting a twenty and ten tonight. Twenty and ten, okay. That's that's Rob's take. And it is over. Game six. Chris Paul's gonna win, and we all know what's gonna happen in game seven. Scott Foster, you will lose, you whore. Hey man, the chan- the fact that the Suns I meant the Bucks have a chance to win, you know, potentially four straight, which haven't been done since the Heat no six. And it's at home? It's at home, Rob? I wonder who was on that team. Wayne Wade, Antoine Walker, Gary Payton. Is what we're doing? Okay. Alonzo. <laughs> nah, man. Shout out to the big Aristotle, bro. <laughs> I I've, I had the, the, the Heat Shaq jersey, so... That's the Shaq jersey I had as a, as a kid growing up. So it's yeah. a nasty bag. Is it a nasty <laughs> bag? Like I had it. I had never liked that. I never liked those heat jerseys. The little were they? Do you have the red one? I had the black one. Oh yeah, I, I didn't like. I didn't like those that jersey. <laughs> yeah, so I, I had. Yeah, like like Lakers or Orlando. I mean, I would have loved. I had an Orlando. I made a, a LA Kobe, and I would have loved to get an Orlando as a kid. Maybe. Well, I. I wasn't really old enough to get one as a kid. He was too busy in Jamal or something or whatever. Okay. I like the dirty bird. I was five, bro. He was dancing. He had 18 touchdowns. He was second league in rushing. No? All right. And he was nothing afterwards. I mean, he tore his ACL in the 90s. Yes. He, he wasn't going to be anything after that. He was also 400 pounds. He wasn't. But, hey, it, it's life, bro. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, yeah. Actually, let's talk about my IG because I posted there's um there was this picture. I think I was on a shout out my my dog Sykes and my my boy Omar their timelines, and they posted like one of these players all in their prime. They're all on the same team. One has to get benched. The Shaq, Steph, KD, Bron, Jordan, Kobe, six players. One of them has to get benched. Who are you picking? As of now, no one is picked Shaq. So, because no one is dumb. Correct. 
the Here. majority of the answers are either Kobe, Steph Curry, shout out our dog, uh, Tyler. He was like MJ, but his reasoning was he would kill the second unit and get all his shots. It's a chemistry thing, not who's best. That's ridiculous because Kobe and people say Kevin Durant too. So those are the three. You know, someone did say LeBron. I thought that was funny. Who Um, said that? It's no one you know. (laughs) Yeah, it's no one you know. (laughs) That's the only one person said LeBron, and no one said Shaq. That don't even make sense. Like, why would LeBron sit on the bench? That don't make sense. (laughs) But, um, yeah, I mean, Shaq's the ultimate mismatch, man. If you had to pick one NBA player for your first pick overall to start your franchise with, and they were promised 10 healthy seasons. If we're talking players I got to see play in my lifetime, it's yeah, Shaq. But if not, I'm I'm choosing Will Chamberlain. (laughs) Because you're just one of those people that believe in mythological creatures, okay? He scored 100 points with no three-pointers. You understand what kind of stamina that would take? When you have a career night from the free throw line and things Will was doing, yeah, it was just one of those. Were all of a sudden he had he had ninety percent free throw shooter for one game. Every there's been days where when Shaq it was Shaq's birthday when he went for sixty one, Shaq was like he made a three, bro. Shaq Shaq has never made threes. I've seen Shaq go twelve for fourteen from the line, bro, in the finals against the Nets. He's playing his hometown team, so he like forty. He went from like twenty eight for thirty or some shit like that. That's not the same. He's like yeah, twenty seven and <laughs> thirty one, I believe, something like that. Will Chamberlain is a lot. It's a story that someone told that kid, and it just picked up steam. That's it picked up steam. There is footage of Will Chamberlain, just from not from that day. So yeah, it's kind of like <laughs> if I get super deep on you, pause. But yeah, we're gonna go there. It's like it's like Jesus, right? If you look at certain uh, religions, it's like yo, they not the existence of them. You just yo, know, you gotta just get carried away with the story. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, the still the Big Dipper, like that's what I don't know why you calling another man the Big Dipper. That's kind of crazy. That's his nickname. <laughs> he went twenty eight for thirty two. So apparently he defeated racism too, right? <laughs> Tell me everything. He's like, he's catching Freeman, bro. <laughs> hey, yo. You said he's catching Freeman. That's... 36 for 63. Scott's playing, bro. God's playing. <laughs> you just think, what, what, what God got to do with that? That's a deal with the devil. There's no way you got those numbers holy. <laughs> Don't bless like that. Let me look at Kobe. Twenty-eight for forty-six. He took seventeen less shots. Yes. He went eighteen for twenty from the free throw line. Yes. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> well, Chamberlain damn like a fifty-seven percent free throw. Every dog. Yo, imagine if the, during this game, Giannis goes from 11 to 13 from the free throw line. You're going to be like, bruh. I'm not imagining that because I don't like to think of bad things. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. I mean, it, every dog Urge. has a day. 
Yeah, everybody gets the love averages kicks in by by free throw twenty two. <laughs> I mean, Wilt's other performances, he he scored seventy a lot. I mean, this is a guy that averaged fifty for a season. It's yeah. one day stars align. Who in the world told you that? Like these are the stories that we all agreed upon. Well, our ancestors did. But it has other people who played against him who can tell those stories and covered him. Bill Russell's hey, still alive, or you think he's like alien. to fight mythical beings? Yeah, Bill Russell is. Comp- hey, of course, in his, in the story, he's the victor. He goes against Goliath <laughs> consistently. <laughs> so, like, sports what? reporters who were alive in that time, like Tony Kohnheiser and there's a few others, they're just all liars, right? No, it's like the Mandela effect. They, but they I believe that these like events have occurred. They, they were alive. <laughs> Exactly, and they think of it differently. They under, they recollect it, you know. Yeah, well, Chamberlain did exist. <laughs> All right, bro. but who you know who would you pick on that bench? Who gets benched? I Pretty think sure. as wild as it sounds, is either Kobe or or Steph. I go I go Steph because like I don't fall in love with the three pointer. I don't need to fall in love with the three pointer. You know what I'm saying? We got enough situational three point shooting between Kevin Durant and um LeBron James. And in the mid range you got two of the best mid range snipers. And I mean, come on man. Nobody beat Shaq. You lost. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Seth come off the bench. He can extend any with his volume of three point shooting like he can extend any lead, and if I'm, and I'm actually down, he can chop into any deficit. All he got to do is get on. That's so, right. That is fair. So, I mean, Steph Curry off the bench is like Lou Williams on crack or some shit. Like, what? Yeah, that's one of them, like, he in the game? Bruh. He's like, yo, just shoot the ball. That's what you have to do. What? Wait, Rob, before we, we switch sports and then we talk about baseball for a hot sec, do you plan on seeing Space Jam? Uh, probably not. Okay, so I saw Space Jam. And for me, I've, man, the fact that Undisputed really led with that made me angry, but I understood. No, that's your man's. That's your man's. Yeah, Skip is my man's. But yeah, that's that's weenie behavior. That nigga, is, that nigga is obsessed with LeBron, bro. He had a whole tweet thread on this shit, bro. Yeah. Um. Now the movie was fine, but it, what you just said reminded me of like Dame came off the bench, and when it went to Dame time, like he was able to stop time. If you want to see it, guys, I'm sorry, I'm spoiling it. Uh, yeah, whatever. And um, and he was cooking off the bench. It was like, yo, Dame on, like that's crazy, but. Not a movie. It was cool. It actually wasn't bad. Um, again, it's four kids. LeBron's definitely not getting an Oscar for this. Um, yeah, because you know. Michael Jordan was Oscar worthy. No, but people are like, oh, Jordan's like, if you want to talk about acting, yes, I think LeBron outacted Jordan because Jordan really didn't act. Like, it's not really saying much. Um,. Yeah, it was cool. It was it was enjoyable. Uh, it was dope to see the different Warner Brother, uh, you know, their products. Whether you saw like the DC universe, like Superman, Batman, um, you saw Game of Thrones, you know, like all that stuff. That was that was cool. And then I think it's it like amazing, huh? 
That sounds amazing. I think the funniest part of the movie was they were getting smoked right at at the half. So they in the half, and Sylvester was like, "Hey guys, I found Michael Jordan." And then you hear the Bulls music. He was like, "Edgar," and I was like. There's no way this is Michael Jordan. Like, we would have known that Michael Jordan made a cameo in the movie. Why just be like Michael B. Jordan or something? Sure enough. What's up, guys? It's Michael B. Jordan. I'm like, hey, yo, don't tell me he about to be Bill Murray right now. <laughs> and he was like, you're not Michael Jordan. <laughs> he was like, yes, I am. He was like, this is Michael B. Jordan, not Michael Jordan. And he was like, oh. So, like, yeah, I just got teleported here. You know, good luck. And he left. And I was like, wow, that was... That was random, but um, yeah. Just no. like Michael B. Jordan, he only he always got like four lines in his movies. <laughs> no, that's not true. He's had <laughs> he's had a lot more than four lines, but uh, yeah, no, that was that was cool. Davy says you should check it out, maybe, and if not, that's fine too. But yeah, man, um, it was wild as I was supposed to see the uh, the Nats versus the Padres, but they want to shoot up Nats Park. Yeah, no, I just seen this tweet, bro. This nigga said, Barber had to take you down by Chris Brown blasting with only me and him at the shop. He <laughs> <laughs> said, Buddy took a call, acknowledged the song was playing, and let it ride regardless. <laughs> yeah, we would have to fight. <laughs> See, take you down never came. Or bro, why they why they put this why they put this picture in the joint, bro? <laughs> Can you see it? Nah, I can't see it. Yo, <laughs> yo, that's wild. That's disrespectful. But yeah, so what was you talking about? Oh yeah, they was popping, bro. Yeah, they was they was shooting at Nats Park the day before I'm supposed to go see, you know, the Nats play the Padres. I was gonna see my dog Machado come back to the to the you know to the area and see my man Tatis play. But y'all did win, so salute to you guys. I'm tight because Machado hit a home run. I'm like, man, I could have would have saw my dog cook, you know. But um, shout out Soto, man. Soto's been balling lately. Well, of course he is because he's that dude, bro. Like, I've been saying this, though. I mean, he's a World Series champion. I mean, that's what he is, you know? Home run derby, he would have won it if he didn't face a cheater. It, it will come out. It's going to come out because that was ridiculous what he was doing. <laughs> no, so we're no, not going to no. blame the Denver altitude at all? Like Everybody had a drop-off from their first round. He just started popping them shits. <laughs> Stop it. He is a liar, okay? Shout out to Mancini, man. It came in second place. You know what I'm saying? Like Because he was on the different side of the bracket. I can't control so, that. So he he faced the Terminator in the last round. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, man. Yeah, shout out to Soto, bro. We um we just got to get on the street real quick. Get, get in the league, bro. We, shout out to the Nationals, man. I love it. Here. I mean, y'all gonna do something because I know we're not. Right, Although yeah. I, we did win a, our series against the Royals, that was that was enjoyable. I'm good on the Royals, huh? I have no Royals idea. Good. I just I like winning. <laughs> I take any win we can get. <laughs> Let's go to the music, bro. All right, man. Last year, um, Pop Smoke delivered one of the better albums of 2020. And this shit, you know, he was returning with his 
the new the newest uh newest album or whatever, Faith. Over twenty it's records. Good. What did, what did you think of the album? Me personally, I was not a fan. There were certain records I liked. The record with Rick Ross and the Dream. That yeah. record was hard. I think Twenty One got a feature on there I liked. But overall, man, it just it just didn't hit the same, bro. And I know you are you you are a Pop Smoke fan. You know anyone that do it big from New York, Rob usually gives them the stamp of approval. But how did this? How does that make you feel, bro? Plus, album of the year already. What? Well, it's like nah. <laughs> yeah, man. Like I said, I got the same feeling I, I thought I would get from the. Um, it reminded me of the Biggie duets album. It was just like a bunch of features on the shit. Like the songs was. And he had a couple of records that was cool. Like um, more time was dope to me. Like you said, Man Slaughter with Ross and Dream was dope. That record was fire. Yeah, the 21 drunk with 42 dub was pretty dope. And, um, but like, like I said, outside of that, it was just like, a, it sounded just like a compilation of people who wanted to work with Pop Smoke. So they had a bunch of his vocals left, and they're like, yo, fuck it, let's put this album out and ride the heat of this nigga. So, yeah, I mean, they couldn't, they should have kept this, bro. Do you think they put out another album, or, or should this be oh, the last yeah. album? I hope not, unless it's really songs. Because the first time we got, you could tell this was the direction that his album was going to be, right? It sounded like how we thought his album would come out to sound. This is dust niggas were throwing shit together with his vocals, bro. So, like, it's maybe, I guess it's clear that the same thing with Biggie, like, we only just really we only got like two big albums or so after he passed and then like but we got like six, seven pop records. Like Biggie didn't have a bunch of recordings. You know what I'm saying? Especially a bunch of like recordings enough to like make an album wise. So hopefully that's the same with pop, man. Yeah, this when it's done, bro. I don't wanna hear a bunch of bullshit. No, that that's fair. And that's that's one thing I loved about um when Mac Max's state, they were like, you know, circles is gonna be it. Like Mac has, you know, hundreds, maybe even thousands of songs, but like, no, we just gonna leave it with circles. Now people get a, a verse or whatever, that's one thing. But in terms of us releasing another album, nah, that's that's it. Yeah, it's like no, nah, it's like if you sent me like if somebody died or something, like, sent me a verse or something. Well, and I'm like, all right, I finally can use it on the song, or I can I finally complete the song. Then yeah, put that shit out. But like, to just conjure up a new song with like, this is something like these songs was crafted around these vocals and whatever. They're just like, ooh, let's just make a song with some of this. So um, yeah. It's just, and then it was funny when people were like. Uh, people were talking about Pusha's verse, and he was like, "Tyler got the album of the year, but not for long." And it's like, when did he record this last week? <laughs> <laughs> they were like, they trying to give it to a clown, and like, people were like, "Yo, was that about Drake?" I'm like, "Well, to my knowledge, Drake hasn't released any music, has he?" Yeah. So, like, and like, this is like. I mean, if I'm pushed, I mean, he's not here for the record sales anyway. And if I beat the best rapper or the biggest rapper of the time in a battle, I would, I'd bring it up too. <laughs> Why the fuck not? But, like, yeah, I don't think it was really, like, 
shots. You know what I'm saying? No, I don't think it was shots. It was just random to say, yeah, Tyler got the album of the year, but not for long. It's like, bro, like. <laughs> but I mean, shit, I mean, I guess, like, like that's the thing. Like, ain't nobody get, getting on a Pop Smoke album and using it as a launch pad for that album if he was alive. Well, yeah. You're not about to be like, use it. Oh, I got a Pop Smoke version. Oh, I got a person Pop Smoke album. Okay. I'm on August 16th. Mm, check me out. Ain't you know how wild it would have been if, if he said that? It would been like, bro. <laughs> I'm going to actually laugh. Because, <laughs> like, anybody who just blatantly just shameless promotes, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I know you're going to listen, so here. <laughs> but, yeah, that would have been disgusting. So, yeah, the next uh, project we have is. Uh, Blast, who's one of my favorite discoveries of 2020, him and Bino Rideau, they dropped the sequel to their EP Six Tape, Six Tape Two. Um, if you like, you know, West Coast Cali music, I think you would love this project. Songs that I like, I like movie. Oh, okay. I like Accountable. Uh, I like Stressful, and then beginning to the end, to the ending, beginning to the ending. Those are. The standouts for me. I thought it was a, a solid. I thought program was hard. Program was tough. Program was hard. Um, yeah, like the the joints you was named. I like pretty much all of them joints. There was records that I didn't like, but like it, it, that explains it. I didn't know there was like West Coast niggas because there was some records I would say. I guess I could see why somebody would like this, but this definitely is my vibe. Oh, you didn't know that? I thought you've heard of Bino through Nip. I don't know these people. No, Bino and Nip dropped a, a project together called No Pressure, like in 2018, 2017. So I thought you were aware of Bino, but I yeah. don't know every Nip project. I'm not one of them niggas. Like shout out to Nip. Like I know a lot of his shit. I'm not listening to you because collabs and blasts or whatever. Like yeah, I heard of him. Like he he dope. His project that we listened to the last time. Yeah, No Love Lost. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know this nigga personal story. I didn't know it was from that. <laughs> like, the more you know. <laughs> right, I guess. But, yeah, like, it was a cool project. It was like, I like, you know how you be like, oh, I love the second half of the project? Yeah, this is the opposite. I like most of the first half. I then like, the second half was just like, hmm? Nah, this ain't me. This ain't for me. This ain't for me. It's a stressful Yeah, so salute to Blast. I mean, I think Blast, for the most part, he's killed pretty much every song he's been on. So it's just one of those, like, all right, Blast is really showing, double XL freshman, and he's only going to get better. Seeing him in concert, that's going to be crazy. If Larry June doesn't perform or announce a show, that'll probably be the first show I go to, be the Blast show when he comes to D.C., so that should be cool but yeah man the the big album like last week we talked about Pop Smoke in preparation to the album being released this week we got a Yay album coming this week and the fact that it all started because of Justin LeBoy tweets I don't know how that didn't sit well with me I was like really? and at first I thought it was like a troll and then I kept seeing tweet I'm like oh this is real and then I saw uh, Nigel I will say 
and and yeah. So what do you think? What any expectations? I mean, one when it comes to rollouts, Kanye's always had the post of the culture, right? Absolutely. In many ways, like even if even if he doesn't follow the what what's going on. His opposition to it is like a direct opposition, so it's not like some random occurrence, right? Most of his rollups, well, all of his rollups, pretty much are creative, and I mean, like I said, for like, yeah, for us, we all think that nigga, the boy is corny, but he's clearly like same way I feel academics is whack, but he's part of the everyday. Thing going on in this generation of rap, I guess, hip hop, yeah. media, whatever. So it's the same way. So I mean, he, yay, like I say, yay, man. He knows how to stir up intrigue, man. Okay. Whether it's him screaming or him not saying nothing, like who else walks around with a mask on? Everyone, because like, of COVID. Niggas, nah, he got like a full. Yeah, I know. Mask. He got the full thing. Like, he, this nigga, like, they say he, he played this album and walked out and just left. Yo, only time he could do that shit. Like, if Jay-Z came up there and played this album and left, then everybody be like, yo, Jay acting weird. I ain't doing Everybody's like, yo, this nigga is crazy. And he's running out the, the stadium in Atlanta to have a listening party. And I'm like, yo, I've, and again, Rob, I've been there. It's the most beautiful stadium I've ever seen with my two eyes. Like seventy one thousand people bumping. I, I hit my boy job. I was like, you gotta go to this. Like, if you can, if he was coming to, to FedEx or like Cowboy Arena, I'd be there. Like, I don't know when I'm gonna experience a a potential hip hop moment. Like to have been in the garden to hear Father stretch my hands for the first time. That would have been one of those God. like, this is really one of the greatest moments of my life. But like. <laughs> That's what, like, yo, Kanye's one of them dudes, like, I mean, you put everything in the context, right? Everything that's happening in the news, I mean, the divorce and whatever. Like, the more that's happened around Kanye, or the more that's happened to Kanye, like, the better his albums have been. Yeah, they're saying it's more uplifting and positive, very few cursing. And Um, the way, and Kanye, Kanye presents a lot of his albums the way that he you can tell the way that he he feels about them right like you think about how like the glow in the dark tour or you think of like fucking um Jesus right you think of Pablo like who said like the in Madison Square Garden like what but it's like and then you have the dress where he's like he has the little snippets or whatever on the walls and shit it's like yeah he understands like this is just you know him doing his weird shit or whatever but the right. music he feels is the best shit bro, he puts out the, breaks out the red carpet bro the fact that you're doing a, a, a listening party at, at the Falcons the Mercedes Superdome and then I think Consequence said he's going to do a, a pop-up set at Rolling Loud in Miami this weekend or this Sunday. But look, all I'm saying is it's disrespectful because Drake been pump faking the whole year. For and sure. Kanye, and Kanye just say, fuck it, I'm going to go for album of the year. In the, in the air, like, yo, Cole's album is fire. For sure. Cole's album is fire. If Ye can snatch album of the year... 
That just puts this more pressure on Drake. That means Drake would have to literally drop his uh and his opus whenever his sort of certified lover boy would have to be like undisputed, bro, he did it. You would have to get that text from me saying he did it. The bro. only people who could compete with that with a with a classic Kanye album is if Kendrick drops that classic Drake. If Drake drops a classic. Or if Jay Z decides to give us another album. Yeah, if Jay dropped one, it was just like, oh shit, this shit is just. And they're, they're saying Kanye, similar to Jay, he's he has a commercial uh, premiering tonight during the the finals game. And oh, Shakari Richardson's supposed to be in it too. <laughs> okay, look, look, I'm always what look look. <laughs> Kanye, I'm a fan of Kanye, okay? I told niggas when he was bugging. Called them out. We, like we said, when it comes to this music thing. Yeah, bro. I mean, we, I'm, I'm interested to see, like, I'm, I'm a fan of music, so I'm always gonna give it a listen people were saying it's similar to like production is similar to Jesus King meets uh, late registration which I'm like that sounds pretty dope <laughs> like I'm, I'm not anything mixed with late registration and they're saying like he rapping like he hungry again you got features from like Travis they said Griselda uh, Man, Lil Baby Hungry, yeah. Especially when he starts getting into those raps where he's speaking shit that's not facts, but he say it like it's facts. Man. I mean, the album's named after his mother, so if it's if it's going go, oh, man. Oh, you didn't know that? Yeah, the album's called Donda. So yeah, we'll, we'll see, bro. We we gonna see man, it, and we'll revisit this conversation stunt, next but week. The Yeezy jumped over the jump, man. Yo, he might be here, bro. I'm, I'm here for it. I'm, I'm interested. I'm intrigued to say the least. Um, getting dark for your boo. Before we exit the music segment, uh, the latest installment of Versus is something that's very near and dear to to Bobby's heart. Um, you guys know that Rob has New York ties. This is two of the greatest groups of all time. Handling from New York, the locks, first dip set, in the garden. <laughs> Take it away, bro. I'm I'm gonna let you go. It's bro. Remember, remember what I tell you when um when fit when uh, kiss face fab right. I said kiss would win, and you said fab would win. You did. And who won? Kiss won. So who was right? You were right. Screw and DJ now, Booth though. Booth, Booth really disgusting behavior. Yeah, I, I'm not saying Kiss wouldn't have still won. It would have been way like, closer. And that's what I was saying at the time. Like Kiss understands the only way he could win is this one way. So that's the game plan he was gonna come into it. Fab could have won multiple ways, but because he had those options, he had the options to not be like on his on his shit. He played a lot of them iffy shits, bro. Disgusting. But it's the difference. It's the opposite now. I love the locks. 
Nothing but love for you, Kiss. Shout out to Sheik. Styles. But ain't nobody be in the set, nigga. Like, what are you talking about? It's close, bro. It's not close. It's over. You if, lost. If they're going to 20, again, what's something that we always say? People who got Biggie records, those are usually automatic points. And All About right. the Benjamins is the only point. undisputed point. That if that point. If that drops, that's... When it drops, play, there's, if, there's, there's no way they have 20 records and don't play Benjamins. No, no, no. When that drops, it's like playing I Declare War, and I and that's the big joker. Where it's like, yeah, you can you can do anything. You're not beating me <laughs> on that particular round. Yeah. It's, they got money, power, respect. They got a lot of shit. Think about it. Style got good times. Like, I, you got, when you play I Get High, that's going to be crazy. Dog, that's going to be so wild, bro. <laughs> they got a lot of shit. They got, no, got a lot of shit. But you understand that. Once Dipset Anthem drops, oh boy, hey ma. Hey ma. Suck it or not? Dog. <laughs> like that. Santana's Town. Like that shit's gonna be crazy. Is We like, Fly High play? Does it play? <laughs> when it does it play is the question. <laughs> When that are you here? Like I mean, dog, pair shades. The locks is going to hide because it's going to be too late. So since you're you're predicting a win, are you predicting a score to go with this win? Twelve eight. Twelve eight. Thanks to twelve eight. I think it might be eleven nine. Oh, man, the set is people forget, bro. People forget how much. What's really good? I really mean it. Suicide sickness, child negligence, homicide, fingerprints, wild evidence. Ooh. Do you think any of them bring out like? Imagine if the locks bring out Diddy or like somehow Dipset brings out like Jay or something like. Well, I think. Well, obviously the locks is you know with Swiss, so I think they probably gonna bring out. They probably will bring out Puff. Why wouldn't they? Like shit, if I'm then I'm bringing out Puff. Like I'm winning that. I'm I'm selling Benjamins to the to the next level. <laughs> like whatever. But um, yeah, that yeah, Dipset. I mean, who could Dipset bring out? Like. I me mean, outside and I'm bringing up like Hove or something <laughs> like welcome to New York City or some shit like, that would be amazing but it's, it's gonna be special man it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy but nah, and, and keeping it in New York something that we've talked about for a while you know there's been a little little steam picking up DJ Drama versus DJ Clue uh, I think is it safe to say the two most accomplished DJs in hip hop history, maybe is that is that kind of bold? Okay, or just like the last twenty five years? I, I don't know. It depends. I mean, like, like obviously, like, kind has got the numbers and the certifications and all that, but like, we're talking about respect and everything in both lanes and everything and their career wise, like greatness of career, like, yeah. Drama Clue are the two most mainstream yet got the streets. You know what I'm saying? Like they're the two, two probably the two most respected by most multiple generations. Yeah, 
because like obviously the older generation respects like Kid Capri like yeah. and stuff but like so there you go you know I would hope all the mixtape records are available and even though I'm sure drama has unheard unreleased you know verses from the Jeezy's the Wayne's the T.I.'s the Gucci's Clue got that X Hove Prodigy yeah Clue's got like I was talking bro like Clue got first of all Clue got hit records so like he got a string of hit records that are gonna play. He got at least like eight, nine hit records to his name. Plus he was rocking for the DJ, bro. Like you know what that means. You know he got old records. Like and Clue was that nigga. Like you said, like you know he got Biggie freestyles, bro. Like drum is drum and he got the most classic mixtapes especially oh, like sure. no no mixtapes by name like Clue got classic mixtapes but they just like a DJ Clue mixtape but like he got the drama got the stamp for sure but there's only one person that could face Clue and that is drama so respect to him but not nah, bro we here Clue Desert Storm. They hear best of me, bro. That that would be crazy. So, nah, man, I'm I'm definitely interested to see where that goes. <laughs> Hopefully, we get yeah. it. Uh, yeah, the other one would be the other one. Like I said, the first they were talking about like drama and flex because you know they had the, I mean, not drama and flex, but um, flex and clue because you know they had the beef or whatever. But like flex ain't gonna do that because. He trying to do turntable DJ and shit. He not trying to put record for record. You know who got to the records. Yeah. So yeah, drama's the one, man. That's the one we gotta set up, and that's just for supremacy, guys. Okay? Because at the end of the day, East Coast is always gonna be better than you suckers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, drama from Philly. No. He from Philly. He is born. But he ain't. But he ain't from Philly. He's from Philly. His greatness is established where? In the South. Exactly. Doesn't he have a gangster grills with meat? In Dream Chasers? He signed Uzi? Philly? No? All right, whatever. Okay, cool. He's, he also got a Kentucky rapper. Who got a hit record. Multiple hit records. Exactly. Dream Chasers ain't going to be sad hit records. <laughs> Man, yeah. it, it, again, that that goes down. I, I'm I'm definitely eager to, to see how that plays out. I think that'd be hard. Because we talking about executive producing albums. Then that means he get that mean Clue gets all the flat fab shit, bro. <laughs> and that means ain't no Jack Harlow record being fat. I agree with you there. Even breathe drop. Yo, when Breathe, like, that just kind of puts me back in the space. I remember when Breathe came out, bro. Like, that record was everywhere. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Yeah, that was. 
That was hard. Um, going to pop culture, we, we talked Space Jam earlier. I went to the movies, man, and I saw The Forever Purge. For me, I think I treat The Purge like people treat Fast and the Furious. I've seen all of them. Uh, that's not something to brag about. That's just kind of like I've just seen yeah, all of them. I don't, I don't brag about wasting the time. <laughs> and I actually liked the concept. It was, if you've seen The Purge and people who've seen it, the the franchise in general, it's usually just one night of of crime. Basically, they took it as in, what if it happens longer than just one day? Even after Purge is over, people still out here killing because they just fed up. But what threw it off was they added the racial element of like, the Hispanics were mad at the whites for being uh, overworked. They were near the border. Uh, they were trying to get down to Mexico. Yeah, it just because it was like unnecessary. Like, I felt like you didn't necessarily have to do that. But overall, I mean, if you want to watch it, it's cool. You I really like watching that dumb shit. Why wouldn't they kill somebody? We just going out there. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, I'm trying to think. Is there anything else that's like major that happened? Oh, we could talk. We talked right before air. Jeff Bezos went into space today. Is that something that you're like, oh, that's cool, or you're like, who cares? Why would that be cool? That's not cool at all. Like, I'm not infatuated with space. Like, first of all, you out here dodging taxes enough so that you paying paying hella no taxes or some mad minimal taxes, but you can fucking fly into space for 11 minutes. You don't think that's a waste of resources and time and money? If you got the money to blow... No! I don't care about that shit. Like, there's there's a certain level of shit where it's like, okay, you got $5 million or something, and you went and bought a car, like, you bought a Bentley or something. It's like, yo, you got the money, splurge, that's cool, okay? You got $120 billion or whatever. Fam, you have a responsibility, bro. (laughs) And it's not flying 11 minutes in the fucking space. I mean, the responsibility I had, I stepped down from my company to take more of a a managerial role. So, yeah, I can kind of do whatever I want. No, that's disgusting. As a human being, you are responsible to take care of the world, okay? And you got $120 billion and you want to use chunk a piece of your money to go into the damn outer space for 11 minutes that is stupid okay that is dumb disgusting but like that's stupid anyway like what the hell is 11 minutes yeah that's what was weird because when you hear about space it's usually like a day a week maybe months maybe even a year 11 minutes that's one of those like you know how long a year in space is bro Oh, a long time. Like, that has to feel like forever, bro. I couldn't do that. Like I said, I'm so, like I said, I'm black, so, like, nigga, I just got no shit and got brought to a, <laughs> to a different land, bro. So, if you should be here, you ain't putting me on no damn spaceship to go out of space. You out your damn mind. I don't trust nobody that much. And I've seen them bitches blow up. <laughs> that's honestly I was watching I was like I pray like this don't blow up because if it blows up like that whole story would be like dog we just Jeff Bezos got killed on like international television like the world was watching you don't know that man 
That'd still be wild. It would be wild. Like, it would be like some superpower vacuum of rich people now. It's like, who's the richest guy now? Whatever. But like, yeah, like, nah. Somebody got to own. Somebody got to find a way to get these people's riches, bro. Like, it's disgusting that they're using this shit. Well, we gonna see, man. We we definitely we gonna see. Did you see uh, raising uh, Canaan the first episode? Yeah. I think that might be the okay. best of the Power series. I mean, um, I mean, I mean, well, I mean, the best of the Power series. There's only one more. There's only the Power, and then the other one. Yeah, it's, it's power, there's ghosts, and then this, and Tommy's getting a show. Um, yeah, Tommy's show ain't come out yet, so, like, you only comparing it to Ghost. And Ghost, got, and Ghost was alright, but, I mean, it started off slow, and, like, it just was unrealistic. Like, anything surrounding Tariq is unrealistic, because he is, like, man, like, I was I was watching Snowfall, we watched Snowfall, right? I was like, you can't compare this to Underwire in the sense that, like, we talk about the second season of The Wire being like drawn out or whatever right but like the first season of Snowfall is like so unrealistic like dude it's just stumbling upon a gold mine like he just happens to meet the creator back like <laughs> from a, like yo there's a lot of connections to being to to laying the foundation right it's like yeah like Tariq's mystique is like ridiculous like Kane's story is much realer you know what I'm saying Tariq's mystique is like he's a fucking world renowned drug dealer at the age of 20 like what the hell like this nigga is amazing right but Kane just is a real story I mean like how many Kane do people know something that we can't mention on air <laughs> Sure, definitely ain't never mentioned none of them. I don't know any Canaans. In fact, I've never met a Canaan. What is that? The only Canaan I know is the dude that used to rap. That was from Africa. That's Canaan. Touche. I, I think it's, you know, whatever. The only Canaan I know is from the Bible. Yeah? Amen. Well... But yeah, other than that, I think that's pretty much it. Uh, actually, I want to I want to give a special shout out to Rob. I was riding my way to work, and uh, on Shuffle, much more by Lupe featuring a uh, Yummy Bingham came on, and like Rob, I put Rob's put me on a lot of. I'll say this: I put Rob to more of the current music, but Rob really got me to become real like fans of of Nas Lupe he he introduced me to you know of where to get you know my music from or whatever so I was getting people's whole catalogs and just listening becoming immersed and I was already a fan of of Nas obviously and Lupe but I knew the hit records Ra was showing me the album cuts and at least in Lupe's case the mixtapes just giving you classics you know because that's what friends do I told you about Drake, and you said to get your money out of your mouth. So, <laughs> no, that's different. You you presented him as an adversary, okay? <laughs> so of course I was gonna hate on whoever you. You could have said 
fucking Nick's Nas was coming out. I was like, ooh, he's some lyrical miracle nigga. I just, you can't present him as an adversary. <laughs> but yeah, no, nah, I, so I was like, man, that just made me think of like, had me reminisce a little bit. So I'm like, yo, we gonna play. Oh, dude, give me a classic today. Sometimes. I mean, now the people you like, you put me on to like, who who do I like now? Lady, Lady London, London for, right Boom. now. You give you that. Change your life right there. It's what I do for you. As and a the Sea Surf album wasn't bad. Like you was like, yo, you gotta listen to this. And after all the times you sent me music, you better listen. I was like, okay. And it I was, was leaving dope. Taylor's one day. I was like, all right, let me press play. And I'm like, all right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I'm sure it's an R&B person that might have said to you or somebody. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it was an R&B person, maybe, but like whatever. There'd be, be, be people on YouTube or not YouTube, but like Twitter rappers. I'd be like, yeah, man, fire. But you know, that's all I do is give you fire. I, I was, and I guess before we go, you're way more immersed than I'll ever be. I was seeing you tweet about some battle rap stuff, man. What was what was going on over the weekend? Oh. Yeah, nigga. Oh, bro, nigga. They had a battle, and then it was like five thousand dollars on the line, and the nigga like quit. Like in my eyes, the dude quickly lost, but he won the money, <laughs> and it's just been in the uproar, bro. Like, yeah, man, kind of crazy. All right. Any, any shouts you want to give? Um. And I had somebody, yeah, shout out to the point guard. We're going to see him tonight, meet him, see what's up, get his autograph, maybe. Um, mm. I was thinking about some, somebody, <laughs> but I forgot him when you asked him. <laughs> Damn, that's crazy. You go ahead, bro. Um, shout out to Wes Unsell Jr., Full Circle. Coming back to being the Wizards, the 25th uh, Wizards head coach in franchise history. Um, may you make great decisions and lead us to prosperity as, as best as you see fit. We definitely need it. I, I want to, man, I want to go to a, a finals game, bro. Like, I was seeing shout out to the homie Q. He, he's from Milwaukee, so he was at the Bucks. Was that game four? He was at game four, and I'm like, man, to go to a finals game, bro? Like,. I've been to a playoff game. We got, we lost. Shout out, freaking Kyle Lowry cooked us in the fourth quarter. It's pissed off. But I would love to go to an NBA Finals game. I don't care if I'm nosebleeds. I'm like, I gotta be there, bro. Like this is, this is, this is greatness taking place. So I think that'd be yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, yeah, I want to go to one, but I'm not taking that so. If LA was playing the Hornets in the finals for whatever reason, and you still North Carolina, would you go? Would you? Well, yeah, of course. Do whatever you could to go, yeah. Well, of course, like what? <laughs> but nobody ever playing the Hornets in the finals. Not right now. Not ever. Who the hell? How are they gonna get to the finals? Lamelo became turned into a transcendent player. They get pieces yeah. built around him. The East gets older, he, he finds a way. Giannis is 26. Stuff happens. Injuries happen. I don't wish injuries on him, but, you know, stuff happens. An injury did happen, and he's still happening. <laughs> yeah. 
in the finals. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I mean, you're right. We'll, we'll see. But uh, yeah, man, we're gonna play some old oh, Lupe. Yeah, here's a question, real quick. All right. Could you be able to party all night with a 19 year old version of yourself? Yes. Yeah. 19 year old me, I was this 2012. If you give me a nap, in I can I can paint I can hang with myself. <laughs> nah, for sure. If you give me a nap, you gotta get a you gotta get a, a pre nap. Yeah, I need a nap. Today, if I don't get a nap, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> Give me a nap, I can, I can still, I still got it in me. Like, yeah, I can, yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like playing one playoff game or something. Like, yo, just give me, let me rest up. I can play a game. Cause in yeah, in spurts, I can do it. Like even when hanging with like Kadeb and them, he was like, you know, you come to Charlotte, you're not getting no sleep. And I'm like, if I'm on, I know what type of time. Of vacation where I'm relaxing is versus when I'm like it's go mode. So we'll see. Right. But yeah, y'all, we gonna we gonna play this old Lupe record. Shout out to Raf. Thank you. The song. Uh, shout out Jeffrey Osborne for the sample, man. Real real dudes who was riding the car with their parents know Jeffrey Osborne. So that's not a requirement. I and mean, it's still fire, bro. You know, one third. Of I know people that you don't know. What? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, until the next time, y'all. Peace. Peace. As promised. Seven Hate One Fifteen Part Two. Come on. We ain't done yet. Uh. Yeah. I gave you honesty on my first joint, and y'all all came out. I show you what change bout. Unroll your blunts, pour your champagnes out. Dollars of the pain, so you can plainly see the black man pain. I campaign bout. God willing for our wane, I take a champagne route. Before I throw about, I'll walk out the game while my fans in the stands is chanting my name out. Uh, and it's gonna be PPV, won't be back free. Gonna need scratch to see me rematch with me. My greatest enemy is my enemy. So I take this urge and give you revenge of the nerd Fahrenheit 115. Uh, yeah. And you know I fight the feeling. Box so I can shop. Sometimes it doesn't register. So I return to the ring like return to the king with the habit of a hobbit. It makes it hard to drop it. I'm a klepto stealing. And it gets the best chest when I guess that I left those leanings. I'll be back on post in a trench coat scheming. How we talk to him? Uh, yeah. Uh. So I get back into my stance, revert to my dance with a shirt full of pants. And my accomplice got a purse full of pants, a pocket full of purses, with no intent to purchase in the plans. And we rehearsed until it's perfect, just to dodge the searches of the man, just to surface outside, then return all the merch to stay in the service of the perfect understand. Mm. Uh, yeah. And I boost myself, so from the cold car to the caboose I'm felt From the red to the engineer, from the L to the underground railroad From the red line to the TGV, a champion fighter for whom the bell tolls L-U-P 
Little engine from the hood, the hustler in me. Known to hit the track like John Henry. Just give me my glasses, my eight ounce Everlasts, and a Michael Buffer entry. And woo, let's get ready. You calm down, man. Shoplifter, tax switcher. That's me, nigga, I'm back with you. Revenge, Lupe. Championship is here. Yeah, FNF up is here. First and 15 is here. Madison Street, we back in here. Yeah, Shot Town is here. Lupe, yeah, let's go. Fahrenheit 115.